Hey, our friend Kathleen O'Leary, who used to run the Wisconsin State Fair, is now involved with the um, Food and Farm Exploration Center that we just talked about in Stevens Point, and she's texting me, and she said, hey, we're open. We've been open since December 2nd. They've had 7,500 people who have been there. This is going to be a very special place in our state, so you want to make sure you get to Plover and you check that out. Always good to hear from Kathleen. Tim Sheehy is the senior advisor at the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, and he is with us in the studio. Tim, good to see you. Good to be with you both. I want to start by asking you about 2023 numbers and what's trending for companies requiring full-time attendance in the office. We've talked a lot about this. Some of the numbers are coming in. What are we doing when it comes to full-time employees in the office? Well, I think the note from 2023 is that the five-day-a-week club is shrinking. Uh, We started the year at 49% of companies with five-day-a-week, and we ended at 38%. This is no longer a trend. I think this is baked in. Um, even Northwestern Mutual acknowledging uh, that uh, their folks are back, but not five days a week. And so I think unless you're a manufacturer um, like Boeing or J.P. Morgan, somebody who can really put the pressure on their employees, I just think this trend has run its course and um, it's now a fixture in the business community. Well, and there's also a retention strategy here, too, because if you were hired during that time and maybe your job was listed as a remote job and then... After the pandemic was lifted, it was, now we want you back in the office. That's pretty dramatic. So finding that middle ground seems to be an important step to retain talent. Yeah, you know, an interesting note, um, UPS announced they're laying off 12,000 people out of their 85,000 management staff. And those are not the frontline workers, but they're saying that AI and other sorts of technologies making that work um, easier to do. And even when their business picks up, they're not going to be rehiring people. So again, I think this flexible workforce is taking advantage of the technology that's there that every business has learned to use and people just aren't going to give it up. And Tim, I think a fascinating thing with Northwestern Mutual in the news just this week is that they've come out and they've said during the convention, we're going to allow our people to work from home because it's going to be busy. It's going to be traffic. There's going to be security. It's going to be a mess downtown. I guess my question for you is that this wasn't the 2024 convention, but this was the 2012 convention, and we didn't know how to work from home. Would they be having this conversation? It's maybe a benefit from what happened during the pandemic. No, that's a really good point. We just got briefed by the Secret Service, and they're talking about in the security zone, wanding all the cars. So I think every employer that heard that said, okay, it's going to be much easier, more productive to work from home. But you're right. That would have been... Uh, maybe a major shutdown in here uh, probably goes through without a blip. That's going to be us. I mean, we're in the security yeah. zone. You would think you would be. It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays I out. I think we'll be allowed to come to work. I don't know. There could be an event here that they say <laughs> you may not be able to come to the <laughs> station be. that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Very true. interested in that. Hey, what's going on with Metro Milwaukee's population? I remember growing up, and, and the city of Milwaukee proper was 636,000 people. We've seen that drop below 600,000. Cavalier Johnson says he'd love to run that up to a million, uh, which might be a pie-in-the-sky sort of dream. But the metro area specifically, what kind of trends are we seeing? Yeah, I pulled some slides, and it's really a challenge. If you look um, from 2010 to 2023, Metro Milwaukee, or the seven-county region of southeastern Wisconsin, only added 3,800 people. To put that in context, Indianapolis added over 270,000 people. Wow. Kansas City, 216,000. So um, even Pittsburgh added 13,000 people. So it's really a challenge. And one of the things driving this is the net migration, right? So if you think over the last four years, we've had 200,000 people roughly move here, but we've lost 232,000 people. 
So that's a net loss on migration of 32,000 people. And you'd ask the question, so where are they going? Where are we getting them from? And, and really interesting, and I didn't really recognize this, over that same four-year period, 14,000 pe- more people have moved out of Milwaukee to elsewhere in Wisconsin than have moved here. And that surprised me because I thought we'd be kind yeah. of a magnet. The other thing that surprised me is almost uh, over that same period of time, a net 17,000 people have moved from Chicago to Milwaukee. So we're really becoming a draw huh. for Illinois. And I always kind of thought it was moving the other way. So some very interesting trends in here. But the bottom line is we have to turn around our net migration, the number of people moving in here, if we're going to continue to grow at the rate of a Columbus or Indy or some of those other metros. So we looked up a few days ago, and there were guys here in the market hall talking into their wrists and people with earplugs running around, and we were like, wanted to know what was going on. Well, it was that the Treasury Secretary was here, and of course she was here because she wanted to meet with Tim Sheehy. <laughs> and so you met with Janet Yellen and yes. other CEOs from here in our neck of the woods right here in this building. What insights did you glean from your conversation with the secretary? Yeah, there were about a dozen of us that spent about an hour with the secretary. And, you know, interesting in terms of the companies here asking about uh, an R&D credit that's gone away that was really put in under Trump. um, And she was hopeful that would be put in place. And it gives them a tax credit or a tax break for their investment in their research and development. Uh, The Infrastructure Act has had a big impact. Kudos to Biden for it on a lot of companies that make vehicles and equipment that go off-road and just for even, uh, you know, transportation equipment. But one interesting fact that popped out is there's one plant here that Quad Graphics has that produces 10% of the U.S. mail volume out of one plant. Wow. And his concern is that the post office is struggling, the rates have gone up 60%, and is really starting to crush a lot of the marketing mail and material that people put out. Um, and if uh, we don't get our act together, that's going to fall on the back of the taxpayers. So an interesting discussion with her. Um, uh, she was very optimistic, obviously, about the economy going forward, uh, but a great opportunity to spend time with her. So interesting thing in Detroit, uh, we saw this, is toward the end of November. We talked about it a little bit today. But they've got a stretch of road in Detroit that will charge an electric vehicle as the vehicle travels down that particular road. So it's a, a copper mesh system underneath the asphalt, connected to sort of a a transformer, for lack of a better term, sort of a main hub. And as you're driving your electric vehicle, the magnetic conversation happens between road and car, and it will charge your battery while driving. It's only a quarter-mile stretch, so it's not like they're blanketing the the, the county with this kind of thing. But apply that thought, that concept, to the city of Milwaukee. Are we ever at that point where this is the, the future of road construction? So, so we may get there, and I, I guess my analogy would be this is like going from plugged to wireless, right? So as you drive, um, obviously you don't have to plug into charge, it's wireless. The real challenge with it is, though, it's about $2 million a mile. And so like most new technologies, too expensive to be adopted on a broad scale. But if this technology advances and you can dramatically reduce that cost – then it might become part of you know the future construction in terms of electric vehicles and how we use them. Um, but I think even the short term, they're talking about that cost dropping from two million a mile to one point two million a mile. So still a very expensive proposition, but one like a lot of technologies that I wouldn't turn my back on in terms of its potential. Well, even VCRs were expensive at one point, <laughs> That's point. right? I, I do wonder and about half that. the audience is going, "Oh, VC what?" Yeah, right. Yeah. But I, they I were do. political. I mean, this is political too. Yeah, this, that, that'll be a major obstacle. True. Uh, Tim, how about good news of the week? 
Yeah, good news of the week. Maybe a more important handoff than um, love to Jones was the handoff this week between John Schlifsky and Tim Jarrett, who will be the new CEO at Northwestern Mutual. An insider handoff, which is great. And if there's a company that has a bigger impact in terms of employment, um, their footprint on downtown, and their philanthropic uh, gifts to the community, I can't find one better than Northwestern Mutual. Yeah, they're a good company. We're lucky to have them here, aren't we? We are. What do they have, 5,000 employees? About? At least, and growing. That's that's amazing. Tim Sheehy is Senior Advisor at the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce.